everybody. Um, so one of those weird things being able to deliver from in through or well, in lockdown from your home. Uh, as Duncan said, I've I've done a lot of international travel, and uh, for the last uh, probably two and a half years, I've spent most of my energy actually shifting my business primarily out of South Africa into the international space. And as you can imagine, um, the <laughs> To, you know, conference industry is the one industry that gets nailed. And then from my personal perspective, all the international travel. So there's been a huge amount of, of upheaval in my space. Um, but this uh, webinar, it kind of comes out of that thing of saying, you know, what digital is doing is digital is coming through and disrupting so much of our lives. It's kind of, it really is turning stuff upside down. Not like this, this quote over here. This is from a guy called Michael Mace. He wrote a, a whole um, blog, and in the blog he said this, speaking about um, kind of disruption in, and the, the, the pace of disruption in the digital world. Nokia and Blackberry were skating to where the puck was going to be. They were, they were playing the perfect game of ice hockey. They were nice, they were in control. What they didn't realize was that Apple and Google were melting the ice rink and completely changing the rules of the game. In fact, not even changing the rules of the game, they were changing the game itself. What Michael Mace ended up speaking about in, the, in that, um, that post, that, that blog article that he wrote, is he coined the term the Wiley E. Coyote effect as a result of this. And I'll, I'll kind of close the loop in a moment. But basically, I mean, we all remember watching Roadrunner cartoons where, um, you know, through the whole cartoon, Wiley E. Coyote is doing all of his things, trying to catch the Roadrunner. But pretty much every single cartoon ended the same way. A road run would run to the edge of a cliff, hit brakes, stop. Wiley E. Coyote would run over the edge and he would be running in mid-air for a few seconds before he realized that actually there was no ground underneath his feet and he'd look down and the cartoon would end up with them falling down then a little ring of smoke at the bottom, or of, of dust rather, at the bottom as he hit the ground. And I think for many of us now in our lives, we're experiencing that Wiley E. Coyote effect, not like in the same way that BlackBerry and, and Nokia did, but because what's happened is over the last two months, so many of us were sitting in a world, sitting in a space where we were on, the, on our radar, we had this stuff going and saying, um, be careful, digitization is coming through, digital is going to shift things, our jobs are at risk. Things are changing. We need to be careful of what's coming. And we, we had this on our radar, these little kind of lights that were flashing. But many of us weren't that stressed because the numbers were varying. You know, depending on who you read, there were hundreds of millions and others there were just a few. Depending on the sectors, there were lots of sectors affected or in others just a few professional jobs. But what's happened over the last um, two and a half months is the lockdowns around the world have accelerated what is happening in the digital space. And suddenly we've had not just um, a handful of people, but tens of millions of people around the world going from employed to unemployed overnight. And it's completely disrupted and turned our lives upside down. And it's linked to the shift because so many of us, and I think so many of us have been built for the workplace and have been prepared for the workplace using the skills and insights of the second industrial revolution. If you think about it, electricity, engines, airplanes, telephones, cars, 
Um, that's the stuff that for most of us was the things that were that kind of prepared us, that we, we use as a resources to get ourselves ready for the workplace. We entered the workplace in the third industrial revolution and was like, okay, this isn't quite what my teachers told me that I should expect. And now suddenly what the fourth industrial revolution has done is it's ripped the rug out from underneath our feet. We're basically, we're sitting in a space where we no longer necessarily have the interpersonal and the intrapersonal skills um, and abilities that we need to be effective. And so what's happened is as this fourth industrial revolution has rolled on and hit this accelerated ramp as a result of lockdowns all around the world and organizations being forced to fast track a lot of their digitization and automation work. Um, what's happened is a lot of these jobs are effectively gone. So before what we would have had, you know, 40, 50, 100, you know, 40, 50 million people around the world losing their jobs as a result of lockdown, the expectation would have been that a vast number of them would probably have been able to move back into those jobs once the, the companies got going again, because the jobs would still be the same. What's happening now, though, is that so many people are not going to be able to go back into the jobs that they held before lockdown. Because what's happened is those jobs have become effectively redundant. And those individuals have got to shift and change. So I want to open up, just quickly put a poll out now for um, those of us that are on, um, on the call. Duncan, could you just launch it for us quickly? And basically what I want you to do is just reflecting on your own personal experience and people that you know. Um, just look at one of those, those choices over there. Select one. Do you know someone who's lost or had significant changes due to, the, uh, to their work due to digitization? First one has happened to me and my partner. It's happened to a friend. It happened to a friend of a friend. So I kind of, I've heard it, but I haven't seen or felt it. Um, I haven't heard of anybody that it's really happened to. So I'm hearing the stuff that's out there, but nothing's really happened yet. If you could just select uh, one of those in that poll. And you can see what we're getting through. So friend of a friend. Here we got half the people on the call have done it, have connected. Okay, there we go. So one person very directly affected by it. Okay, so here's what we're seeing. What we're seeing just through this, just through this relatively small group of us that are on this call, is that there's not one of us who haven't heard of somebody who's lost their job or whose life has been significantly impacted. One of us have had it directly affected to us. Others have been close to us. Um, and with um, half of you, it's just been kind of one degree removed where you've heard it from somebody. So what we're seeing is digital is shifting and changing and impacting our normal. And things when we end um, lockdown, we go back to like in South Africa, level one or level zero, whatever it's going to be. We're not going to be able to go back to um, life as it used to be. Now, I was sitting on my couch during lockdown, feeling a little bit... Um, Morbid, <laughs> the uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and I was sitting on my couch thinking, "Geez, this is now the third time in my life that I'm going to have to rebuild my world from zero, from scratch." Um, because you know, having moved all of my business internationally, and you know, with with the industries gone, really, what happened is my when COVID nineteen hit. It was like somebody pulled up a handbrake and a parachute and <laughs> air brake and every other single thing that you can think of to stop um, my earning potential and, my, and the wheels fell off. It was crazy. 
And so I was lying here thinking, I've got to rebuild my life. And I was thinking, I've got to do it three, the third time now because it's happened to me twice before. And then I started to think, wow, and there's so many other people who are in the same boat. But the difference is that for so many people that are in that space right now, this is the first time they're having to do it, where digitization has ripped the rug out from under their feet and COVID-19 or lockdowns has accelerated that. And so I went back and I thought, so what has happened in my life and the two other times that I've had to rebuild? And what are some of the lessons that can come through that could be, we can really just practically pick up for rebuilding our life as a result of the destruction or the, the devastation of um, losing a job due to digitization? So my story is that uh, when I was in my 20s, my very first job, I was a church minister. Um, now, nobody becomes a minister because they want lots of, they're going to be making lots of money uh, because of the career prospects. You become a minister because it's something that you feel inside of yourself. It's like it's a deep, um, it's a vocation. There's a sense of calling um, in that job. It was my, my dream job. It was the job that I wanted to enter into when I was a teenager. And from my late teens on into my early 20s, I went and I studied. I had a postgraduate degree. Um, and I became a minister. And um, I remember how I used to love kind of you know, filling in a form and we'd go, Mr., Mrs., Dr., Reverend. And I, I took so much pride in clicking the reverend part of drop-down lists. I mean, it, it was me. That's who I was. And then I had an affair with a lady in the church. And as a result of that extramarital affair, which I um, um, was confronted about and I uh, came clean on, um, I got fired. I lost my job. And as a result of losing my job, I lived in a house that the church provided. So I lost my house. Um, most of my friends were part of that social circle. Um, I lost my friendship circle. Um, not only that, my wife at the time who stayed with me um, lost all of that at the same time. She was completely innocent. She lost all of the same things as well. And really, we went down and we had nothing. And then I had to rebuild my life from that zero. And I got to that point where, just short of 10 years later, I was running a game development company building computer games for corporates. So from a minister to building computer games for corporates, uh, completely innovative on the leading edge of technology, uh, we picked up a brilliant deal with one of the big four consulting companies. Um, and if you can imagine dying of indigestion, that big deal killed our, our, our business. Our business was just too small. We couldn't handle a deal of that size. And um, I lost everything. Lost my house. Uh, eventually even lost my marriage. Um, and everything fell apart and it was gone. And I had to rebuild my life again that second time. In fact, that time the devastation was so bad that um, I attempted suicide twice within five days. Um, I, I really, I was a broken, broken puddle of humanity. And um, I rebuilt my life <laughs> again. And I got to the point where now I'm an international speaker traveling around the world, speaking on trends around the future world of work. And what I want to talk about is that this, this is not just new. Every single person who, or not just about me, every single person who's lost their job as a result of um, the devastation of digital transformation is experiencing to greater or lesser degrees what I've experienced twice before. As I look back on that, I see, however, that there were certain um, things that I did both times that rebuilt my life. Um, I look and I see that actually, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln, Walt Disney, uh, geez, even Donald Trump 
are individuals who've gone through parenting lives where things were completely broken and they've rebuilt to the point where they then became the famous person that we're aware of. They speak about in the United States that the average billionaire has declared bankruptcy seven times before they become a billionaire. So this brokenness and being able to rebuild ourselves out of brokenness ends up being, in many cases, a key part of this journey toward being successful. And so one of the first things that we need to pick up is that we need to get to a point before anything else where we accept that this is what's happened in our lives. It wasn't our boss's fault. It wasn't the market's fault. It wasn't our customer's fault from the, who get, kind of gave us too big a deal. Um, it wasn't digitization's fault. This is the state and the space of your life right now. You have lost everything. It's gone. And again, if we're going to go and describe blame anywhere, probably the most significant thing that you can do in this acceptance space is to actually own that your life has got to this point and um, the only person who's able to pull you out of it is you. So acceptance is the first thing. If you don't accept that this is where, that this is the state of your life, you're going to continue looking backwards looking back to the things that have been and you're going to you're going to be retarded you're going to hold, you're going to, you're not going to be able to move forward because you haven't accepted that this is your life now and what happens is you've got to move out of that victim mentality i am here because somebody else did this to me that was the first thing that i went once i realized that actually that that was the thing that shifted or that there was the thing that i needed to shift and i accepted responsibility for my life and the brokenness that it was in um, I was able to move forward. If you, again, looking at digitization, one of the key things is, you know what? If your job has been lost as a result of digitization, what has happened is, is that the lockdowns has just accelerated that process because what was going to happen was there was an inevitability in the next several months or the next year or so that your job would have been lost to digitization anyway. The writing was on the wall. And the person who was responsible to make that shift and that change was not your HR department, not your L&D team to give you additional skills. It was you. One of the interesting things that we're seeing in the, that we saw earlier in the, year in the banking sector in South Africa, Standard Bank, was retrenching 12,000 people. And one of the big debates that they were having was how do we reskill these people for new positions? It was completely the wrong thing. These people needed to understand that those jobs were gone and accepting that those jobs are lost and take responsibility themselves for reskilling for re and rebuilding themselves moving forward. Because once you've accepted that, you are now on your journey to rebuilding and to becoming this new person that you need to be. The second thing is look ahead. So it, it's, it's completely understandable. When, once everything breaks around us, we wallow. You know, we wallow, we feel morbid, we look around. But you know, the only animals that really are successful wallowers are hippos. Because for everybody else, when we wallow in mud, after a while we get stuck in the muck and we can't move forward. And what wallowing does is wallowing is all about us looking around, looking at the present and saying, this isn't the way that it was supposed to be. And when you get stuck here, you lose perspective of what's happening out there. And to move forward, you need to get going. You need to get momentum to pull you out of that mud, to pull you out of that mud, to stop wallowing. And the first thing you need to do is lift up your head. Look ahead. Look onto your horizon and look for opportunities that you wouldn't otherwise necessarily have seen. 
because as a result of digitization, you are not going back into the world that you've come from. You're going into a completely different space. And as you scan and as you look as far ahead as you possibly can, you will then see opportunities. You will see things coming down that you wouldn't otherwise have entertained or found value in. Look ahead, look up, look as far as you can. I left church ministry and I ended up in IT at Dimension Data. Uh, when my game development company um, folded, I ended up in Saudi Arabia as a consultant on a working capital optimization project for a petrochemicals company. I mean, how crazy is that? But those were things that were ended up coming way up on the horizon there that were nowhere near the space of my life that I thought was going to happen while I was wallowing in it. I needed to look ahead. Lift your head up, look ahead, and realize the opportunities that are going to move you forward are probably not anything related to the space that you've just come from, which is a good thing because it means you're not moving into another thing that's going to get lost to digitization again. You have the opportunity to build something new. And then the third thing is when something comes to you, take it whatever it is. Take whatever comes and grab that opportunity with both hands, even if it seems weird. So I was riding my bicycle after I lost my, um, my church job. I was out riding my bicycle. I was riding around Table Mountain, uh, no work. What was I going to do? I was going to train, kind of keep a little bit fit. And I got a phone call. And the phone call went something along these lines. Hi, Ray. My name is uh, Kathy from Dimension Data. I'm starting up a new team doing user acceptance of excuse me, of CRM technology. I, I got your name from um, your friend, Alan Parfit, and uh, wondering if you can come in for a job interview tomorrow. I was like, what the heck? I, at that point, I didn't have a computer. I mean, I used to write my sermon notes up by hand. I didn't have a computer. I had no idea what user acceptance was. I had no idea what CRM or customer relationship management was. I had no clue. But I said, sure, absolutely. I'll be there tomorrow. I went in for the interview and I got the job. And from that, that then segued me out of uh, ministry and theology into IT and technology. When my game development company tanked, and I was also looking around for work, um, what ended up happening was I ended up getting a call saying, hey, Ray, um, I got your name from Rob, and uh, we're looking for a consultant here in Saudi Arabia. And I was like, what? Saudi Arabia to go and get something? But it came out of nowhere, and it was one of those things that was way out there so when something comes, no matter how weird it looks, take it. Because what it does is, remember you're stuck in the mud, you're wallowing, you just need something to give you a bump to move you forward and to begin to get some momentum into the changes that you need to bring about in your life. And so if digitization has dropped you in the hole and you're there, take whatever comes your way. And use it as an opportunity to begin to build some momentum, get you out of the mud that you're wallowing in, and then to keep that perspective of other opportunities that might come down, down the, ride, the road for you. And then the final thing, and the final thing, and this is what I realized, and probably this is the most significant part of me being able to rebuild my life um, as a result of brokenness, and that you will be able to use to rebuild your life as a result of digital disruption, is you have a network of people around you, and your network wants you to succeed even more than you do. And not only that, your network sees things inside of you that you probably don't see inside yourself. 
So again, Alan uh, at Dimension Data saw me being able to step into something in the tech space that I had no clue about. My mate Rob, he was offered the job in Saudi Arabia. He wasn't available. And he then said, hey, I think Ray would be able to do it as well. Those were not things on my radar. Looking around for work, I was not looking for work in IT. I was not looking for work in Saudi Arabia. This was my support network who saw opportunities coming through and they saw stuff in me that I didn't see in myself. Your network wants you to succeed. Tap into them. Allow them to come and to give you the stuff that you need to pull yourself up. When you're stuck in the mud, what we often need is we need to be able to reach up and have somebody pull us out of it because we're stuck and we don't have the space and resources to get out ourselves. Once you're out and you're moving forward, all that stuff again kicks in. Span the horizon, take the opportunities that come. And before you know it, you end up looking like me. <laughs> I've got a CV that looks like a box of Smarties. Um, I have been in theology, I've been in IT, I've been a professional speaker, I've been a management consultant, I've run my own game development company. Every single time, because I've moved toward opportunities that have come my way that haven't necessarily been part of a pre-scripted plan. And for every single one of you, none of you who've lost your job or who know somebody who's losing their job as a result of digitization are moving right now along a pre-scripted path. Um, your path has disintegrated and now you need to find a new one. So... What we have to wrap this up is that this is a model from the World Economic Forum. And the World Economic Forum uses this model as uh, the basis for developing skills for the 21st century. And if you look at those six on the far right-hand side on the blue, in the blue column, what they say is the character qualities of people who are successful in the digital age are curiosity, initiative, persistence or grit, adaptability, leadership, and I'd say self-leadership, and then social and cultural awareness. If you're wanting to develop yourself, as you're wanting to develop yourself moving forward, the critical thing as you look at the opportunities that come is don't make yourself the same person you've been. Use the opportunity of this rug being pulled out from under your feet. Use the opportunity to build yourself into a person who's relevant for a new world, a new economy, and a new way of doing things. And the key things is it's not on the purple side. It's not the stuff that you know. It's on the blue side. It's the type of person that you are. What do you need to do? How can you um, develop and enhance your curiosity? Take chances, step out, develop a sense of initiative. Persistence and grit, that's resilience. Um, do you have the resilience to stand up and, and to keep going, pushing through when times are tough? But be adaptable. Don't be this rock-hard thing. Be a tree that bends in the wind and goes and moves with the challenges that, that come your way. Lead yourself before you can lead others and realize that we're living in a world today where the, one of the biggest impacts of digitization is that global geographical boundaries have fallen apart. And so you will work with people from anywhere and everywhere and the more socially and culturally aware and sensitive you are, the more effective you will be in this new world of work. And remember, we're on a, this is a continuum. This is time. Things are carrying on. Things don't stop. So if we are finding and experiencing this disruption today in the digital world of work, driven by the fourth industrial revolution, what we've got to realize is that there's a fifth industrial revolution that's around the corner. And uh, Al Gore, 
basically, he's, he started to look at what some of the dynamics are around the fifth industrial revolution. So Al Gore, the previous vice president of the United States. And basically what Al Gore has pointed out and what other people researching and looking forward and saying, what's this future about? He's saying if the fourth industrial revolution has been an extension of the continuum around technology, what we're gonna start seeing as we move into the fifth industrial revolution is that the fifth industrial revolution is about taking advantage of and re-injecting our humanity into the industrial, into the work, into the workplace and the world that we're part of. And so everything that I said beforehand, it's not about becoming more technically, technically literate, becoming a person who's better at using um, different gizmos and gadgets and stuff like that. That's not where your success lies. Your success as you rebuild yourself um, as a result of the, the brokenness and the devastation that might be happening in your life through, through digital disruption and lockdown and all the other stuff happening in the world at the moment is how can you enhance your humanity in this technological world? Because that positions you not just for survival today in the fourth industrial revolution, but it positions you for success in what's coming. The fifth industrial revolution as you begin to bring about integration of our human and the technological, and we realize that the key thing that makes us successful is actually about being human in this age of technology. And so just lastly, final poll, just to get your opinion and, and maybe just get you thinking as we wrap up. Um, I think Duncan, if we go and we look at um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's model of uh, dealing with loss, um, acceptance is that final point. So acceptance comes at the end of depression and there's a, there's a very clear cycle and there's lots of great psychology to help you with that acceptance phase. So I'm glad that, that that's not something that anybody said that they're getting, they anticipate getting stuck on. But looking up and looking ahead, that's because that's when, if you're going to excuse, <laughs> excuse the vulgarity here, that's when we have to get our head out of our ass. Um, because at that point, it is about saying, you know what? If I don't look up, I will be stuck in this place forever and I will get to, I will be in a space where um, I'm not able to move forward. I'm not able to do anything. And you'll then go and you'll be, if you're looking, if you're not looking up and looking ahead, you will look for another job that's the same as the job that you just lost. And you'll then move into a cycle of getting settled and getting disrupted, getting settled, getting disrupted and ultimately losing. So looking up, looking ahead, most significant one, and then from there, the other stuff will come. So thank you for your time. Thank you for attending this webinar. Uh, Duncan, I'm not